hello, it's time for count of the month. We've skipped a few. We're sorry, and let's go. Yeah, that's perfect. We're going to just keep um, that good intro, Thorne. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that will work. <laughs> Uh, hello, patrons. Uh, thank you again for being patrons. And like Thorin said, welcome to another town of the month. Uh, we will, we will this time uh, make sure that we get a town of the month every month. Um, I have an alarm on my phone to yell at me when it is time to record one. So kind of behind the scenes, not so much. Uh, we came up with at least the, the basics of this town. And it's really not even a town. It's not even really a township. It's more of like a, it's a culmination of three buildings at a crossroads uh, along the side of a King's Road. You can name the King's Road, whatever the hell you want. Um, this is just one I of those. I always like to name the King's Road. It kind of fits. Yeah, yeah it fits. <laughs> so the King's Road. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> hey, hey. This, is, this is what I don't get paid for. <laughs> Um, but this is, this is literally a, um, a matter of convenience for these buildings. It is probably between two rather large towns. So there's no need for a smaller town where this area is. Um, it's just, Hey, you know, it's two days ride out from the big town and another two to three days to the next town. Instead of camping in a tent, I'd rather be in a building. Um, and that, that area it's called the Inverne Wayside. Uh, and there is a inn slash tavern. There's a stable and there's a general store. And then a small shrine on the side. And that shrine, it's basically like almost a tombstone. It's just a, a big slab of rock that was chiseled into the likeness of the Outrider. If you don't know uh, the Outrider... The Outrider is a 5e uh, lesser de deity uh, of the neutral alignment, and his domains are travel and information. And if you were to look him up on D&D Wiki, the first line is the Outrider is the patron of all who travel and share information whilst on the road. Shout out D&D Wiki. Um, so people go to this shrine to, uh, you know, right before, uh, right before their, uh, their, leaving this little area of Inverne um, to embark on their travels. Uh, hopefully they get a little bit of a blessing for an easier trip, uh, maybe clear weather, um, you know, no uh, raiders or uh, creatures attacking them. So, you know, uh, so that they have a little easier time and uh, people meet there uh, to share this the information that they have and you can have that as like a plot hook for for something you know maybe somebody's waiting there and saying hey up ahead is a band of bandits uh and they need they can't cross without help and you know lo and behold there's an adventuring party uh and he's eliciting your help um maybe you get hired maybe you're a mercenary group who knows plot hooks use them um I like the idea for like a little ritual at this at this sh this shrine is mm -hmm. to maybe write your information down on a piece of paper and burn it burn it like an effigy to the shrine. Ooh, and I another like plot hook that you do is like you go to the shrine to burn some information and you burn this piece of paper and another one forms at the bottom. 
maybe giving you a quest, maybe giving you uh, just some information to the road ahead. It could be a lot of a lot of things. But that That's way really you bring cool. that deity in just a little bit. Not a lot, just a little bit. Okay. I'm going to add some flair to it. We were just talked about this uh, in the Dungeon Crawl episode and uh, also in our previous episode about um, story weaving. You can use this little wayside shrine, you know, burning the effigy, use a prop. Get some invisible ink that is used uh, that is only visible uh, with heat and flame, and you can write a regular message. You know, have the party write whatever the regular message is on this paper, and then hold it against a candle or a lighter or something, and say, "As you burn it, this is what you see." That could be fun as shit. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's great. I love that. That's perfect. Um, and that also, because it's a shrine, you don't really have to have an NPC there. No, especially with a lesser god, they're not going to have a lot of priests or anything. Yeah, but yeah. I think using it that way with the the deity actually coming into the fold—that's kind of an NPC there. So True. I think that that could be the first NPC is basically just the shrine itself. Yeah, and I mean it can be something as simple as a a very very low DC uh, religion check from any one of the party. Uh, and, you know, they say, well, I mean, what shrine is it? Well, you know, roll a religion or a history check. And somebody in the party is going to hit above a six. And then you can just do the do the thing, do the ritual and everything else. After Unless Raven's rolling, then it just won't happen. Yeah, no, it'll be just natural ones the entire time. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, but after you you stop at this shrine... Right. There's one on each side of this little uh, of the, the the three, maybe if you wanted to do it that way so that people could come back and forth or they just skip the buildings and go right to the shrine. It's the thing that you do. Um, but after you stop the shrine and you do your effigy and you you give your information to the outrider, um, you have to secure a spot of where you're camping, you know, where you're uh, where you're going to sleep. And hopefully the inn slash tavern is uh, is not full. Uh, so that you can you can stay there. Uh, I'm gonna say um, this is the this is just literally called the wayside. This is that's the the name of the inn. It's, it's the wayside, um, and uh, it has the one tavern keep barkeep. Uh, when you walk up, think of uh, think of the prancing pony in the Lord of the Rings. You know, you walk up to the the first guy at the counter, and you know we need two rooms. Uh, and then he's going to ask you, do you want to drink right afterwards? Uh, Thorn, what is, what is this innkeeper's name going to be? Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Perfect. Just, just Jeffrey. And he is not the most pretty person. Okay. I'd say he looks literally, I mean, he's got one eye, you know, a peg leg and just looks mean as shit, but he has kind of a higher voice. Nice. And he's actually very nice, but he looks mean as shit. So it kind of turns people off a little bit, but he's actually very good at his job. He owns the inn and loves working there. And he shows you that he loves working there when he talks. Oh, yeah. And you know, I was actually thinking about it. It's funny that you said uh, higher voice because I was thinking of playing with with the voice as well. Um, if you can do voices or if you like doing voices, you could also give him a, a, a very British accent. You know, it doesn't have to be over the top, 
but just something like, you know, he's mean as shit looking, but when he talks like, damn, he's a fucking gentleman. Like that's just, it is what it is. Um, and, uh, he's, he's the sole proprietor. There's no barmaids. There's, there's no help. It is him. Uh, so if it happens to get busy at the wayside, you know, expect a little bit of room for RP. You know, if you, if you decide that that's how you want to do it, this is a great opportunity to get RP from your players as you guys set up your rooms, you might, uh, you know, stop at the stable right next door to, uh, get your horses, uh, taken care of and things first, but then you're going to go in, you're going to eat, you're going to drink. So you can sit at the table and you can RP for a little bit, you know, maybe the, maybe the wayside is almost to capacity. And so it takes Jeffrey a little bit to get you your food and get you your drink or get you a refill, things like that. Um, and you just have fun with it. Just make it make it a, a real scene. And if you do what we do uh, in our own personal games, we literally eat and drink at the D&D table all the time. So that's our role play right there. Boom, we're immersive. Uh, and you can have as somebody uh, be the person who gets gets drinks or whatever. And it could be a lot of fun. Immersive mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> and, and next to... But not attached to this in a tavern is an actual very nice stables. Now, these stables, uh, with all the travelers and, and the rooms at this the wayside, they have to have a place to keep their horses, their wagons, and stuff like that. And there's, like, places to park the wagons beside it because, literally, this is the last building in town. Mm-hmm. So there's places to park the wagons all over the place. They take the horses inside. They have quite a few stables for such a small area. And this place is called Galloping Galoshes. Galloping Galoshes. I like it. And it's run by a gnome. Okay. So tell us about this gnome. Okay. Um, To keep his name short, because, you know, gnomes are are known to have a very, very long name. Uh, Oh, a nickname. A nickname, yeah. Uh, We're going to call him Brownlock. Uh, and he's this gnome has a long, long, long ponytail that he has uh, in a double French braid, if you uh, are familiar with the knots. Uh, and it just wraps around his neck to keep it from him from tripping him or f- honestly from anybody else. He's been growing it. Gnomes are are are, are uh, a race that live a little bit longer. He's been growing it since the day he's born. Never been cut, you know, always keeps it really nice and clean. Uh, and he braids it every morning, wraps it around his neck, goes to work. Um, he, oddly enough, he's not a gnome that talks very, very quickly. Um, he's just almost, almost slower than what I'm talking now. Uh, he just, he, he's to the point. He deals with horses. He deals with, with animals and companions. Uh, and honestly, he'd rather talk to your animal than to you. And I'll, I'll make a point here that he really does have conversations with these animals. And as soon as you walk in, he's talking to your horse, yes. not necessarily to you. But when he wants payment, he just says something to the horse and then looks at you. Yeah. So I like Brownlock. I think he could be a fun character to do a lot of different things with. Oh, yeah. But it it's literally is his whole establishment is made to comfort the animals. And honestly, I think if, if, you know, Brownlock is an important person. He takes care of your mode of travel. Um, 
so his prices are actually really expensive. The stable looks better than the wayside than than the tavern. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> like you you walk in, you're like, damn, why am I not sleeping here? Because you're not a horse. What do you you sleep over there? Your horse is taken care of. And, and I'll, take, I'll take it one step further. Even if the inn is full, you'll never be able to stay here. No. Ever. <laughs> it bothers the horses. You snore. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. <laughs> that, I don't know. That was, I liked that. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a good one. I like that. I like those stables. We, we could use that. <laughs> yeah. I might actually throw that into my campaign now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, and I'm going to make it one step further that all of the, the the people that actually live in this wayside mm-hmm. they they are followers of the outright okay so they know about the because like sometimes you know player characters they, they don't think to to look at the shrine very much especially if they don't follow uh deities or you know religiously like sure. stubbornly uh, they might not think about the shrine for anything but you could steer them that way with little dropped hints from the people that that work in this town Okay, I like that. Um, and then the last building there um, is not a building. It is a giant cart. Think of like twice the size of a Western uh, barrel cart with the, the, the round uh, canvas top uh, on top. And uh, funny enough, this is run by a kinder. And, oh. and and this the, the the cart has a little sign that it I mean cheaply written it looks like it was just I mean honestly the the sign itself was probably just found on the side of the road uh, at least that's what the kinder says and the sign says the cheap cloak and this this kinder she is is quite unique uh, her name is dandelion thistledown okay. and dandelion uh, is very interested in in all parties that come in and she talks and she's in awe of all the stuff you have and she wants to trade she rarely takes gold for anything mm-hmm. she always wants to trade and you might want to keep a hold of your your pouches and your bags because for some reason you could be walking around this cart and all of a sudden you see your amulet up there for sale and <laughs> you look down and Sure enough, that's your amulet because your amulet's gone. And it's just a kinder. They love things, everything, and they don't understand ownership. So take it with a grain of salt if you can. I mean, don't give your players too much of a hint because it could cost some really good RP. Yeah, and yeah. most kenders look like they're about 12, but she could be over 100. So level is up to you. Uh, but Dandelion is, is extremely exuberant and loves, loves to trade and how the trades go. I, I suggest you look up Kenders because <laughs> I mean, a shiny fork could get you a bag of holding. So, yeah, hey. exactly. And you know what though? She loves, uh, bragging about her brother. Um, he has a actual store, brick and mortar, a three days ride from, the uh uh Invern wayside right 
three days ride. As soon as you leave this area, the next town is where you're going to find him at the blissful mantle. And nothing like me, nothing like me. My brother is well to do. He, he likes trading with royals and dukes and things. And that's why he, he calls it the blissful mantle in my shop. It's, it's the cheap cloak. You know, I, I, I have to sell the things that I can and trade when I, when I like, and, um, oh, you dropped this. Uh, but if you go to the blissful mantle, you'll, you'll, you'll find my brother. Um, uh, his name is going to be peaches. I don't know why. I think my dad, um, I think my dad was eating when he named him. It's, I, it's a really funny story. Actually, if you want to, if you want to keep going and just, okay, this is where I'm going to stop the character. You can keep talking until one of your players stops you, please. It is the best thing in the world when a kinder character RPs for an hour because the players are like, okay, yeah, we're listening. We're listening. We're listening. Is he going to stop? No, the kinder will not stop talking. That is, that is what happens. <laughs> yeah, that is a kinder for sure. And they will ramble on and on. And it doesn't have to be anything that has to do with anything. Mm-hmm. Just throw words out there and talk a little fast like you're excited talking. Yeah. And it's it makes for it frustrates players so much. <laughs> I love it. I do it. I run a kinder character. It's so much fun when you just go on and on and everybody's just like, will you please shut up now? Please. <laughs> Shut up. And, and the no. kinder will literally look at them dead in the eye and go, I was talking. Yep. <laughs> that is so rude. You shouldn't interrupt people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, uh, dear weavers, is our town of the month for the month of May. Um, give it, I mean, give it your all. This could be the biggest small wayside town that you put in your campaign. Um, with a gnome and a kinder inside and a, an enormous stable that is richer than the tavern. It, there's just so much. And I, I swear I wrote everything down because I'm probably going to use this. It was so much fun to just come up with this stuff. <laughs> and this, to be honest, this is one of our better towns per se. I mean, I really like all we everything. Our role. Yeah. Yeah. No, for some basic ideas this, at the beginning and just, expanding on it off the cuff that was really good yeah i don't i don't mean to humble brag no i do but but we're awesome you know we're great oh yeah so tell your friends you know what i mean you tell your friends that they can't listen to this without being a patron and they can't be a patron without listening to the podcast so share the podcast uh humble not humble plug this dungeon is occupied podcast at gmail.com give us an email add a story of using this town give us give us more give us give us more in the comments in the email uh tell us you know maybe maybe you have another npc that you have an idea of that matches the the feel of this of this wayside town uh maybe you give uh the outrider his persona do it you put it in the comments put it in the email we'll read everything on an episode and do another uh town of the month update for this town uh we are doing a compendium of npcs and a compendium of towns uh once we get a decent number uh i think for towns we'll probably do like 25 um give yeah. us like you know two years worth of uh of 
towns and then do like a, I don't know, a rolling generator or something in the PDF. And that'll be on dmsguild.com. Shout out DMs Guild. Um, if, you're yeah. out, <laughs> if you're out there, um, we want an interview with one of you. Um, please, please, is, please. That would be awesome. Um, and if you know somebody who works on the DMs Guild, who is a DM from DMs Guild, or who is the person who edits the website or anything of the above, shoot me an email and I'm, I will talk to you. Uh, but without further ado. Let's just ado, take it all the way. If you know Matt Mercer, hey, we would love to interview him. Yeah. You know, Matt Mercer, Brennan Lee Mulligan, you know, Satine Phoenix. Ivan Van Norman. I mean, any yeah, of them. Yeah, uh, literally any of them. I mean, although Satine Phoenix, I, I don't know if she's gotten married yet or she is getting married, but I wonder if she's going to keep, she's got to keep the name. She's going right? to keep the name, but I think she's already, she already is married. Okay. Well, hey, congratulations, Satine. Uh, but honestly, like if you know anybody who's anybody or uh, infamous, uh, or not infamous or famous or anything, uh, all new DMS and players alike, we do want interviews. We're trying, we've got, uh, about 10 so far, uh, for this year that we're confirming dates with, we have two confirmed already. Um, if you haven't listened to, uh, one of the other bonus contents of patreon first of all you're a patron so why are you not listening to the bonus contents but uh we have a larping group uh called Heinefall uh that we're going to be interviewing uh this month um and we have a cosplay uh duo that we're going to interview next month so we we definitely want more people uh to, to interview so i mean hit us up hit us up on the, the email again that's this dungeon is occupied podcast at gmail.com um and it doesn't matter whether you've been dming for a day or a hundred years like thorn we want to interview you so without further ado yeah you love me <laughs> have fun out there guys may your roles be ever in your favor remember to steal everything and bye bye